Today's episode has been filmed and recorded. So, if you are listening to this episode, kindly refer to the description for the YouTube link. And if you are watching today's episode on YouTube, kindly refer to the description for the podcast link for Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Every little bit helps. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. Here at Finding Borders, we like to think of ourselves as a multinational podcast channel that attempts to have a meaningful conversation with anyone anywhere in the world to gain insights, experiences and advice. Now today's guest was one of the biggest orders that we had to find so far. I interview Michelle Losper in South Africa, my mother, owner of Body Behold South Africa, a health and diet clinic that she started from the ground up with the experience and insight that she gained in the field in her time. We go into what it is to run a business, to deal with burnout, and on a more personal level, what it must be like for her after her divorce and to be separated from her three kids here in Australia. And without any further ado, my name is Llewellyn Fisser and you are listening to Finding Borders. Roll intro, season two, episode six. saying we when we were growing up i think i was 12 and you were working for this one diet clinic called the diet that everyone talks about and yeah. you worked, you worked there for a while um prescribing plans for people um certain stages in their diets and their their routines um and now you're you've started your two branches of body behold so have you always been passionate about this side of of health Absolutely. When I worked for those clinics, I, I got very good, intense training regarding nutrition. The owner of the clinic, clinics was a pharmacist. So he sent us on good courses and we got a good foundation because everything is actually based on nutrition, the way we eat, the combinations of foods and um, how to make choices and, and how to understand the, the, the how certain foods influence our health and uh, yeah so I've, I've learned a lot from them they trained us very good so that that um, made so that's why I was so passionate about it because usually most of the, the things I tell people it's 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 also a way of living it's not like I'm not doing most of the things myself so I try to tell them um, how to to, um, to to learn their lifestyles and, and train them 
to 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 change the lifestyle so that that's that's my old that was my old goal that's why i want to start my own thing to set my own label my own my own way because you have to, if you work for somebody you have to go according to their standards their rules and there was some 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 extras i wanted to br bring into the business and that's why i i moved on doing my own thing and um and i bring in products i've got some products i also supply some 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 supplements um i usually i, I will I won't just I won't just give them supplements. I always listen what they need is, and if they if I think they need the product, I will I will actually suggest it. But I don't I don't like to work on a lot of diet pills. I've got good shakes and good good um, stuff for the colon, but I don't like to just give a lot of pills and stuff because you can't live on pills and diet stuff forever. It's it's your body needs to get to a point where it needs to lose weight and keep your weight down by itself. Because you are, you've got a new lifestyle now. Yes. And when when was the moment that the light bulb went on and you knew you wanted to work for yourself? You wanted to start uh, your own clinic and call it Body Behold. When when did that happen for you, Mark? Um, basically, it was in 2018. I just said, you know what, I I, I left the industry for a while. I, re I realized, you know what, I love working with people. I love helping people. I love seeing progress and I missed it. And I actually started doing like this research on what will work. So first I bought a franchise back in Pretoria in Gauteng. Mm. And I worked, I, I uh, it was also my own business, but it was a franchise. So yes. I just actually learned how to, to work in a diet clinic with treatments. And mm. then lockdown came. And I had to close that clinic down for lockdown. And then um, I started Body Behold from my, from, from my house. And then um, when lockdown lifted, I helped the people sometimes a week just, just regarding the diet from my house. And that's where Body Behold started. And then when I moved down to Georgia in the Cape, I sold my franchise. And I, I carried on with Body Behold. And then I, I already brought in new treatments, more products, which was branded with my own name. Because with the franchise, I had to use their branding, their advertising. But if I do my own thing, I can I can carry on with my own promotion, own products, own branding, which was much more successful and, and a better, better, um, I just saw better progress working in that direction when you decided to start this clinic of yours when the light bulb moment happened and um when you actually chased that dream of yours did you find it particularly hard in two in two areas one being that you like you were working for this one person at the diet clinic 10 somewhat years ago now who was a pharmacist um did you find it difficult launching into this career without any prior qualifications apart from the experience you received? No, not at all. Um, I think I was confident in myself and in the, in the, in the training we got because if you work with people, it's just if you believe in your product, you believe in what you do, it just sells itself. 
and mm. people actually see progress. And I, I get a lot of references from happy clients because they really see progress. They see a difference. And um, I think it, it also depends on you as person, if you can work with people, if you are a people's person, because people, I think it's very personal. So it's people have to trust you. So you can't, you can't, so they can't just go to anybody if they don't trust them. And they, and the moment they come to me, they, it's, it's, they don't feel good about themselves. They feel, they feel overweight. So I have to build them up and they have to trust you and they have to tell you the most personal things. And, and it's like, it's like getting bonded with people. And, and that was the, that's why I was not fearful at all because I knew, um, what I, what I, help them with i believe in and for me it's not just selling diets and selling for me it's really helping people and really seeing progress and uh, i feel a lot of happy happy cl clients customers and one person will refer four people to me because mm. they will just say wow you lost so much weight what did you do and i think i mean i've got one lady she's 76 years organized now and she lost about seven eight kilograms by at this stage, it just goes to show it's never too late. Mm -hmm. And she brought two, two people to me. And and so it's just like if you if you're really confident, then I'm not scared at all. Not at all. No. Yes. And you'll you'll find, you know, um a satisfied customer will will tell at least three people of a good experience. Whereas a dissatisfied customer will tell 10 people about their experience. So Absolutely. the word, word of mouth is, is a priceless marketing sure. strategy. That's one of my biggest, biggest marketing strategies is, is word of mouth. I, I get most of my clientele with word of mouth and, um, and, mm. and it's a whole course we do. And I, and I always tell them before we ever start, I always tell them they must get their mindsets ready first and, and get, get themselves Really, so they, if they tell me, listen, they want to, if I ask them when they come for the consultation, I ask them when do they want to start the diet, and they tell me now they're going to start tomorrow morning. I tell them always never start a diet like that, always start on a Monday, get your, your week ready because it's easy to tell or to say, listen, I want to start a diet with a full stomach, but tomorrow yeah. morning when the first hunger pains come, they don't stick it out. No. So I told them, listen, go and finish everything in your cupboard, finish everything in the fridge. Monday we're going to start the diet. Yes. So usually, then usually their minds are ready, and and they 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 they, they shift to their minds, and then I can then I can work with them. Otherwise, I just tell them, listen, don't do this. You're emotional now, because usually when they come to me, they're very emotional because mm. they don't feel good. Mm. And then I just tell them, listen, go think, go 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 finish out this week. Monday we start out fresh, and and I've had so many, so many success stories. If you work on that strategy, do you think that this market was was hard to penetrate? You know, if we go on stigmas, just because you're a woman entrepreneur trying to make it in a in a world full of men, did you did you find it especially hard then as well to penetrate the market? This this industry um, is is very popular because. Everywhere, in every country, anywhere, women want to lose weight. Women yeah. struggling and battling with cellulite. Everybody. So I always say it really, it's really, the success of this industry is really the person 
running the business. Because if they don't run the business with a, a, a heart of sympathy, a, a heart that really cares, it, you will not make it. You will just be another business. And, and it was hard. It was hard because you have, especially in George and in, in the Garden Route, in, 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 when I came here, it was, it was not easy the first month or two. But then um, I had to get my name right in the area because nobody knew me. But everything, it's just marketing and just getting a first client to get success stories. And then people will just go into my Google business account and they will just write reviews and people will go and read my reviews. And then people will see what you they, they actually see what actual real life clients wrote. So yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's just hard work to, to, to keep a business running, working for yourself. But um, it was, it was not impossible, but it, 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 it was, it was hard work doing it. Then when you took on this hard work and, you know, these chasing of satisfied customers to leave their reviews, and do, you, do you think that this was instilled into you and possibly into us three kids um, because of your upbringing, because of your parents? And it might be. I think, I think um, my, my, why, why I chose this, this industry um, mainly to help people and, and, and I love seeing progress. Yeah. And never, one day is never the same than the other day. Every day is different. You meet a lot of people. You, you, um, it's like, it's like really every day is different because every person is different. Every, every case is unique. So I think that's what's driving me because I, I can't just have like a boring everyday routine kind of life. I get like focused and, and driven to, to, um, getting responses from things you put out, mm. you get responses from that. And that's very satisfying. In, in the in the industry that I'm in now. I mean, you know, just just from what I know about our Oma and Opa, like um, they're they're business people. You know, I um, yeah. Oma was um, you know doing the the bookwork side of things, the uh, the accounting side of things with their business. When the stories they've told me, anyways, and then Opa, he was the the hands-on man. He was always um, you know like. You have to deal with people. He dealt with people as well. He did everything for his customers. He was always the man of the answer. I think, I think it wouldn't be impossible if if some of that rubbed off onto you because when yeah when we were, when we were still living at home, we were young kids, teenagers. You were you were working as a, a debtor's clerk for some some time in your life. Like I, I do think, it it might have been passed on that entrepreneurial drive and then obviously the satisfaction that comes with when you succeed in business. Yeah, I think with your granddad, I definitely got his, his side of doing business, um, being, being um, very, very, um, it's easy going for me to interact with people. And he's a good salesperson, excellent mm. salesperson. Mm. And he's excellent with people. And I definitely got that side from, from your granddad. Um, mm. Regarding the bookkeeping and I was never I, I can do it but it's not my passion I don't like yes. it too much I'll do yeah. it but I'll rather I'll rather be 
working with people and 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 um, doing that side. I, I enjoy that. But like I said, when it comes to admin and paperwork, that's not my <laughs> biggest biggest love. No, I I'll, I'll I do it because I have to, but yeah, not bookkeeping. Yeah, that's I like I said, I can do it, but I don't enjoy that much. You know, it's just. No, it's not just it's just not my my natural talent that I've got. You'd outsource the job to someone someone like me who's actually studying to be an yes. accountant. Yes. <laughs> or rather leave it to the professionals that actually know what they do. I'll just mix up all the figures. They must leave it. Like I said, I can do it, but I don't always have the time to sit down and do it because most of my day, mm. especially in season, season, our biggest season is in South Africa, it's like summer, so people want to get ready for the beach, and then I'm very busy. Yes. From very early in the morning till late, I'm on my feet all day. So I don't have time to sit down and do admin, and usually after hours I have to sit down and do that. And yeah. no, I rather rather just give it outsource to somebody that's got the time to do it and the skill to do it. Yeah, I mean, you're a sole trader, like you're the only person who runs these two businesses, or do you have? Yeah management in place to run a store when you're not there at the moment i'm the only person i'll do everything myself at the moment but um in future i will get help especially in season um especially the students that's training towards okay. um, and just to get them because there's certain hours they have to work so just for them to get up and get some hours in and just to help with what's because some of motions, there's some stuff I can't do because the training I get to use these machines, you must be certified. I've got certificates and everything. So anybody can't just do it. So I will just let them do basic stuff like reception and, and receive the client and take them through and feed up the, the, the equipment machinery afterwards and the and the the, the um, clean out the cubicles, stuff like that. But most of the things when it comes to nutrition, I, I do all the measuring, all the consultations myself. Because that's that's it takes quite a skill to do that, but a youngster can come and help me and just just like a hand in this just to clean up and um, take clients through, get them comfortable, check on them. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm going to do that. I also think you know every time you you put on new employees, you have a you have a whole new idea pool that just forms. You have people, you know. Let's if we if we're defaulting to stigmas, you know the 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 stereotype would be that I'm better with my phone and apps and stuff than someone who's older than me. You know, so if you have yeah. a younger person come in, maybe yes. they're savvy with Facebook and Instagram or marketing or whatever. Like, um, maybe you know they know how to do Photoshop and they can set some of those things in place for you. Yeah. And also, yeah, Absolutely. like when you're you as a salt, you as a salt data, my you, you um. You know, you for, for for someone who who has to run a new business um, for the first few years of operation, it's it's um it's not uncommon to go and work over forty hours a week. It's not uncommon to to work unpaid overtime like you would do after after a day's work when you have to do all your admin and do the tills and count receipts and whatever else it is you have to do. Yeah. It it's do you burn out sometimes? you feel overworked yes absolutely especially in season from the season started here from about october october november december like i'm fully booked all day 
I've got three cubicles, fully booked all day. For me, being on my feet all day, you really get tired. At the evening, you're so tired. And sometimes, some weekends, I would go in as well because some people, um, they need to come in for the, the status of an injection because that's a quite, it's a very fast and very quick treatment. So you don't need a lot of time. Yeah. But some Saturdays, you have to go in and work. So your weekends are short as well. So yeah, but but say, say for January, February, it's, um, well, even March, I'm always still busy. But when winter time comes, that's very quiet. Nobody want to lose weight in winter. They, even though I'm trying to tell them, rather lose the weight in winter. Yeah. Yeah, and then in summer you're ready. So usually winter time is more quiet. So then I'm I'm not so stressed out and overworked. Can really get very sick, and I can really get overworked. But I've learned to manage it and to to um and book my book my clients. So I have some kind of lunch time during the day, so I can just relax and just take a few minutes of just to have lunch or something. So I've I've learned to manage to do that. Otherwise, you will work all day, never, never, ever doing get a lunchtime or nothing. You will go straight to all day. In yes. Five days a week is quite epic. So then, how do you how do you handle when you feel overworked? Because you can't say, okay, I'll stay in bed and call call in work and take the day off. If you don't show up, the system isn't running. So, what what's your routine when you feel burnt out? What do you do to pick yourself up? I I just. I have no choice than to stick it out. I like you say I can't I can't say listen because sometimes I've got like 12, 13 clients a day. Mm. I can't cancel on 13 because they really, because the moment I start doing that, then they start they see I can cancel, then they start canceling their, their sessions because they see we're not serious. So yes. I, I have to keep that in mind that. I cannot just call in a day and say, listen, I'm not feeling well, I'm tired, I'm not coming in. Mm. I, I can't do that. They will lose confidence in me as well. Mm. So um, I, I just stick it out. I, I've, I've learned to manage it and, and try to rest up as long, as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I try to rest up over weekends. So yeah, no, there's, no really, there's nothing really I can do to like um, relating to just um, taking days off that, that does not exist. Uh, there are people that's that's booked a month ahead of time, so I must I must be there for them. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I've I've learned to manage and live with it. So it's it's luckily luckily my my natural personality is like I'm driven. I I I can work hard. I can work long hours. I've got energy. Um, yes. I'm enthusiastic about what I do, so it makes it easier in that sense. It's not dragging through my day and hating what I do. I, I, I love what I do. Well, I, I um, worked at a, at a truck center here in our town as an assistant accountant, as, as you know. And um, mm -hmm. there was just the chairman came into um, the staff room in the morning one day and uh, he said he doesn't like today. He was joking, but I think. He was, he was being serious at the same time. He said, I don't like today. I'm like, well, you know, it's Wednesday. You know, it's the middle finger of the week. What do you expect? And he says, no, I hate yeah. Wednesdays because Wednesdays are paydays. So I had to, they had to pay people on Wednesdays. Oh, but you want to come to work. <laughs> exactly. So I think, I think when you're having a day like he does on a Wednesday, for instance, I think it's important to remember, like you said, my, um, that you're passionate about what you do, that you can 
yeah. you enjoy what you do, that you work for yourself, you make the rules, you are making your mm-hmm. dreams come through. You're not, you're not clocking in for someone else. It's, it's what in behold belongs to Charles. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, and also, you know, on a, on a, on a personal level, you know, when you, when you do get to those, those burnout stages and, and everything, do you, you know, is it, is it sometimes hard for you to, to deal with, with the, the fact that, you know, us, your three children are in a completely different country to you, you know, that you, and especially given this pandemic now, you know, you don't know when you'll be able to see the three of us next. Like, is that, does that eat you up a little bit or does it make days, Absolutely. hard days no, harder? I think that's the hardest thing I have to deal with because, I mean, you're still my kids and any mom wants to see their kids regularly mm. and, and hear from them and sit around the table and, and just be oh. with them. And I mean, I've, I haven't seen you for three years. December was three years. Yeah. So that's a long time, you know. And and usually over Christmas, that's a very sad time for me because usually all the families are together. And, and like I said, my kids are far. So I don't know when I'm going to see them again. Mm. And and we don't know what's going to happen. So you book flight tickets and then, they, then there's a lockdown again and you lose those tickets. So you can't plan ahead. That's it's it's very hard for me. I think that's the hardest thing in my life I have to deal with. It's just the new kids being so far away. It's, it's I don't think anybody who's in that situation would ever understand it. It's very hard for me. I really, I really and then sometimes sometimes you just wanna just wanna chat with your kids and just you know it's it's because it's also like therapy just to just to chat with your guys and just to hear what's going on in your life. And that's why I say every time when you contact me, it's, I'm so excited because I love hearing from you too. Yeah, because, you know, um, you know South, South Africa is, if you're not including daylight savings, here in New South Wales and Victoria, South Africa is nine hours behind Australia. You know, yeah. so if I'm, if I'm getting up to go to, at the time to go to school or to go to work, you're already going to bed. You're, you're setting up yeah. for your next day. You know, we, we have to yeah. either one of us has to lose out on sleep or we have to yeah. sort of send a message halfway through the, your night and you can reply halfway through my night so usually usually i will check uh, um and the problem is that's why you speak to you guys on sunday because in the week well, usually when i speak to you guys it's around my lunchtime then yeah. it's your evening so then usually i'm busy at work so i can't just phone because now I've got a pretty full of clients and everybody can hear what I'm what I'm talking and and so I have to 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 plan to speak to you guys it's not yeah. just picking up my phone I always first check my my world clock before I chat to you guys yeah. okay now it's nine o'clock with you guys at night it's like maybe one o'clock here so I, I, I know you're still awake and uh, but luckily I know you are always awake very late <laughs> so I always take a chance with you <laughs> it, it has been over over three years and I, I, a lot of my my own friends um or people who ask about you know about family they um they ask you know are you here in australia with your whole family and i say i'm here with everyone except my mother you know um and yeah. and my friends are obviously curious of who you are because they've only seen photos of you um yeah and and it is, it is interesting as well, especially this time of the year. 
I find people have significant problems when their kids are in relationships because they're trying to get all the kids at home at once for Christmas. Because some yeah. some of the girlfriends and boyfriends they want to see their family for Christmas as well. Mm -hmm. So you have to take turns. But you know, in this yeah. case, I don't think I spent a Christmas with with you in in a long time now. Um, so, yeah, it's three years. It's three yeah. years. And it is. Oh it, it is. It is. You know, it it did have its its highs and lows, of course. But but yeah, you know, you 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 keep going. You just I, you can't stop. You know, and, and, and it's hard with with kids saying I will. And, and nowadays in modern society it's happened so for so many people that their kids they go work in England or in in Thailand or, or Australia or New Zealand it's like normal they they be after school they just go and and broaden their horizons and actually follow better careers abroad so that's yeah. it's, I, I, I get to know and usually I, I I when I when I can when I speak to people like that they can relate a little bit how it feels for me to then have my kids close by. Yeah. So then you can at least just tell me because it is frustrating sometimes mm. just to um because sometimes you just want to, just to I wish I could just get in my car and just quickly drive to you guys, but yeah. I know it's not it's never gonna be possible. So yeah. that kind of that small kind of things sometimes get to you. Yeah. You have to keep your head straight so you don't Get, get like depressed or fall in a little in a ditch and you just have to pick yourself up and say listen um this this is how it is now you know it's just it's, it's hard it's not it's not always easy but um this is how it is and i'm i'm happy that you you kids can have a good life there mm. better careers than you in south africa there's not a lot of opportunities for young youngsters in south africa i actually encourage people if they want to send their kids abroad, even to work on a ship or on a yacht or something, they must do it yes. because they pay good money. In South Africa, there's no jobs for youngsters. There's really no jobs, no work. They work for nothing here. The, the, the salaries is very bad. The, the wages are so, so, so bad for young kids. Well, one of my good friends from Pretoria, when I was still in school there, he's recently moved to Coconut Creek in Florida. So he's, you know, two years ago, I think he got a job abroad working on boats, um, serving people food and whatever else you do. And um, I thought, great for him. He gets paid in American dollars. That's what, one to 15 in South Africa. Like it's good money. Yeah. And now I see he's, he's moved there. I, he, must have, he must have done something to get a visa or to, to whatever he, his intentions were. I haven't spoken yeah. to him since. But yeah, I thought to myself, you know, that's that's good for him. Um, when I absolutely, it's a good. If they get opportunity, grab it with both hands and go for it. That's exactly right. When you, when I was moving to Australia, one of my good friends' dad said to me, "This will be the best opportunity for you because you're broadening your international horizon. You're um, yeah. seeing more of the world." And I never understood the significance of travel until i've lived in another country Luckily, you you are also you are always very um uh also an entrepreneurial also i remember as as, as when you were small you were always busy selling something always <laughs> making plans always yeah. busy with some scheme always you always <laughs> had money 
you yeah. always always had money since you were small you were selling stuff and you always <laughs> made money there was not a time you did not have money but you, you also had that 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 drive to 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 go further and to and to to at least try out stuff you were not waiting for us to make plans for you when you when we when we, when we checked you already made a plan well you were very you were always very wise and very independent even from a, a young age when we were small you were always making some kind of scheme somewhere um, you will sell stuff and then people will phone me while you're at school and will phone me and tell me, listen, what is Llewellyn selling again? Actually, and I will say, I don't know, you advertise stuff on, in, the, in, the, in the newspaper and then if you will phone me because you put my telephone number on when you in school. Because yeah, you yeah I remember that. I remember they will phone me and I would have no idea. Now you're selling PlayStation games and playing, selling PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. You're yeah, always busy. But uh, but yeah, yes. For some, I mean, I'm very patient, but I didn't have enough patience in the world to, to wait for you guys to make a plan for me. We were we were busy kids. Um, I, I think we got that from you guys though, like from because because you're 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 good with people, Ma, and Dad's also a hands-on man. So I think we all three of us got that blend and um that entrepreneurial. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and we also thought you did too make a plan and, and work something out you can't do everything for you kids and you also you, you will always 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 have some kind of backup plan in you somewhere when i when i checked again i said where did you get this no and i was so shocked that well, how did you get this stuff you know you always had some kind of mm. plan ahead of time already so that was very you're very wise really very wise stay at home mother so you, you know dad would go do his job and you would you would be at home and you'd look after our kids. You'd take us to school. You know, you um, we weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons at one stage. You taped over The Simpsons for us while you were at home, so we'd watch it when we got home. Um, <laughs> you did, you did, you, you helped us cheat a little bit sometimes. I will, I like, I like that, but um, in good, in good, in healthy ways. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, you, you and Paul, like you guys were. He was, he was. Um, you know, chipping, chopping up F100 youths, or you were selling classic cars to, um, you know, to help make ends meet here and there. And you were um, breeding dogs. So Mastiffs, yeah. Jack Russells, Rottweilers, yeah. um, Border Collies. I even, yeah. I even tried getting into that with you for a little bit because like it, there's, there's, there's good money in it. You know, if you, yeah. and um, we love animals. We're good with dogs. We had lots of dogs anyways. In the yeah. yard, so we always had puppies, you guys, because we were selling <laughs> puppies all the time. Yeah, we, we we did, we did, and then you were good at it too. Um, because there's people again, you had to work with people. Um, yeah, and to sell stuff, I love selling stuff. I am that's really something I got from your granddad. He can he can sell anything to anybody. So but, for him, I think I think I always I also always made it like a plan with the dog that I that I sold the puppy. Um, I, it was also uh, like a plan to, to get an income as well from home, still being with you kids, still, still being around for you guys. Yeah, because a lot of entrepreneurs, they start their business or whatever their office from their home. That's where, yeah. you, that's where you have your, your baby steps. That's where you just launch your, yeah. your initiative. But yeah, you guys, okay. even to look after us, you know, you you had plans you had backup plans you had you had things that were going you know what, what was one of my friends in south africa his 
dad said to me, probably something he heard somewhere. He says, may your money run out, but never your ideas. So yeah. if, you keep, if you keep the factory yeah. going in your head, you know, you're not, you're not mm. as bad off as you think you are. Sure, that's true. And, and also, if you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you can still come up with ideas, that also keeps you, like, I always think it keeps you, like, like balanced. Mm. Otherwise, when you, when you start falling in, like, in a rut or, like, in a rut, you, you just, you don't have anything. You must get up with a purpose. When you get up in the morning, you must have a purpose for the day. Yeah. And, 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 and that's why I, I like to follow certain um, pages, certain businesses, especially businesses abroad, because mm. it's, businesses abroad, especially America, they're always ahead of anything. And so I get a lot of ideas from that. So that, that, kind, of, that kind of things keeps me like going. Yeah. Because I love a challenge. Love it. So, so that was... No, we always have to make a, make a plan, and, and we did. Me and your dad, we always made a plan. Well, you know, what I, what I want to ask you as well then is um, what, what is, so when, when the divorce happened, and some people describe it as it's like someone coming over with a helicopter, picking you up out of nowhere, then flying out to the ocean and dropping you in the middle of the ocean, and you're like, what just happened? Because... Yeah. You know, what, what, was, what was the most important thing you've learned about yourself or in life following your divorce? Like what, what, what did that, that tough time in life teach you? Um, I, think, I think the biggest thing was, you know, you, 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 like you say, now, now you're in a deep end, now you must swim. Yeah. And, I've, and it learned, I actually learned to be very strong, mm. very independent. And and not because people people are fickle. People they will let you down. You can't depend on people. And I've learned to 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 make a plan and get ideas and and um, get up. And you have to fight back. You can't go lie down and um, and play the, the the sorry game and feel sorry for yourself. You just have to get up and move on and and make really the best of the situation. Make the best of the and, and also, that's where you need a lot of support from family. Yes. And, you know, grandmom and granddad was there for me a lot. They helped me a lot. I must, I'm always forever grateful for them. And um, but from there on, I just, I just um, because I was at home with you kids most of the time, mm. I didn't have a lot of work experience. So then I had to jump in and get a proper job or a work where I can get experience and there I got a lot of favor. A lot of people they just they just like you as a person and they even said even though I don't have any experience they will train me. And I started out with, with auditors and, and bookkeepers and they trained me from the floor. They paid for everything they trained me and I'm forever grateful for those people because they really believed in me and gave me a chance. And I got I got a good salary and and I managed to 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 get ahead in life again and to, to 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 just to move on again and that's something we need to move on again i do recall at times um you being being a you know a single mother now um at that time i did notice work seemed to be like you said quite the issue um and also and also i do i do find there is a slight wage gap in south africa still so you would make you know 
what, what, what is it in Australian terms anyways, 10, 11,000 dollars, 100,000 rand a year sort of salary yeah. or, or yeah. admin clerk. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, that's, <laughs> that's expected to pay all your costs of living and the, rent, the food, the gas, petrol, everything. I remember. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was tight time. I would, that's why I also think that's why I started to want to work for myself because you, the harder you work, you earn for yourself. Now you work harder for other people and you get nothing. You work overtime, you work and you don't get anything for that. But everything I put in now, you do it for yourself. And, and luckily, I'm not afraid of work. I'm not afraid of working hard. And, and uh, I work hard for other people, very hard. And I just realized, you know, you're making them rich and, 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 and paying off their, their yacht and you're paying off their cars for them yeah, because you yeah. work and you don't get anything out of the deal. No. There's, not, there's not really overtime. There's overtime with Africa, but it's so little. It's, it's, really, it's really very little money. You know, even in those, those hard times um, when you, me, and Simone were living together, like, we were happy. Like I like yeah. to think, I like to think you know, if we didn't have much else in life, we we had each other. We had yeah. we made friends. We were really easy people to deal with. I think like we we yeah, we, we were staying in that that you know that complex duplex place straight after the effect. Um, you know we yeah. were making friends with people. We were you know we were um, after school we'd we'd hang out with people until dinner time and then come back and Absolutely. do it all again like no, we actually had a good time there i loved i i was actually very happy there i yeah. really was very, really really was very very happy there it was yeah, actually yeah. nice that was actually a very nice time i must start to agree with you just like i said you know you you we were we were happy with what we had um i was i said to our other host lee i said you know when i was younger i was oblivious anyways you know all i really cared about was who who's going to be at my next sleepover or what playstation game comes out next yeah. i wasn't yeah. i wasn't concerned about about much else i was almost you know we were almost like whatever comes next comes next like yeah. we we were we were raised quite well the three of us like yeah. we had good values so your dad your dad raised you boys with good values and and in that sense i must say um you guys got good manners really good for boys even Simone you've got you guys got good manners good good um the way you, you you've got respect for elders you've got respect for people respect for people's stuff you've got integrity you don't you don't you don't go and break other people's stuff you your word is your word and that's that's things that, that that's a lot of things your dad was good at because he was like that Mm. In that sense, yeah, he, he was a man with integrity and it wrapped up off of you guys. Absolutely. I must totally, totally um, say that. It was, it, it was a good, it was a good foundation laid down in your guys' life. Well, I said to um, one of my friends here as well, I said uh, that when we were applying for this house we're staying in now, this unit, um, dad he went to the agents um, to because we had no references, we had no prior history. We we were out in the open with nothing. So he went 
and spoke with them to um, obviously give a reference and see if he can put us with him on the, the lease at least. But, you know, to put the, the cherry on the cake, he, uh, he says to the agent, you know, these boys, this is, these are good boys. This, this Llewellyn, I raised him by the hand, if you know what I mean. You know, I, <laughs> I you know, I, he didn't say it, but he insists, he's insinuating, I smacked these kids when they were naughty, you know, like, don't, yeah. don't worry. They, if they have anything to say, they'll be good. You know? yeah. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we, we were, we were raised really well, which is, which is scarce. And I think, I think because of that, because of, you know, how you and how we were raised, we will, we will prevail in business because our word is our bond. We, we work hard. Um, we don't know when to stop. You know, we, yeah. we have had multiple jobs at, at various times. We don't know when to stop. If anything, if anything, we, we just, we keep going. And when you're passionate about something, like you're passionate about your business, you work for what feels like 10 minutes and you enjoy it and then you look at the clock yeah. and three hours have gone past and you go where did yeah. that time go it's true that's no. very true days the days fly by weeks feels like one a day sometimes i'll say this week the weeks fly by like one day went by it's like sometimes i can't tell where time goes it's just like no. last year was like so was so fast and it was it was like it's just like and like i say when you love what you do that's what happens you know you, you time time is just like flying by yeah oh well will you will you once we rid ourselves of these variants in the world um do you think you'll come and visit us here in australia if we don't find a way over in south africa i would be, i would love to come and visit you guys i want to see where <clears> you guys live and stay and See what your lifestyles are like, and and see see everything where you work. And absolutely, I would love to come and visit. It's like it's like my heart's desire to come and see you guys, and, and be in your environment, and see and see. If you if you, if you tell me about a place, and I can at least relate. Oh, can I saw that place. I can relate to that place. Yeah. But now it's foreign to me. I've never been there. I actually never been out of South Africa's border ever. So for me to be see another country would be like freaking life-changing, like be like wow to me. I've never ever left South Africa. So that'll be like a, a experience for me. Yes, I mean, you know, and um of course we'd be still happy to show you around, show you where the show you like all the things you see on TV, like on Crocodile Down, you see what Australia looks like and oh, some of the yeah. outback parts of Australia. Um even you just you know, see this border patrol, it looks like a very sick <laughs> country. Yeah. It's, it's actually frightening. You look at those two, those people are yeah, and those are very strict with the with the um with the when it comes to, to, to discipline and 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 yeah and and even Bondi rescue, you know, where people are on Bondi Beach and they're nearly drowning and then and um yeah, like like things like like that. Even now, like I have on the twenty sixth of January, we have Australia Day, which is which marks the day that Australia was um, was found by settlers, and they, you know, it's like in South Africa of sixteen fifty two when Jan van Riebeek found South Africa. You know, that's that's yeah. what Australia Day is like. The point is, with that, I'm doing my citizenship ceremony. I'm going to become an Australian citizen. 
and I'm going to swear before people and God to uphold Australian values. And, you know, for you to jump in a car and come and see that, that would be an outer worldly experience. And um, I'm supposed to graduate at the end of this year. And the ceremony would be next year. And, yeah. you know, I would, I would love for you to be able to be there. You know, that would, these are, these are huge life events. I would definitely work towards it, but as far as I can, definitely. Hmm. Absolutely. I would love to, no, to attain that. Absolutely. I would yeah. love to do it. Yeah, so, you know, it, it is. It would be like a great, like life changing for me. Yeah, so, you know, we, there are, there are things that I wish, because like I said, a lot of my friends know of you. They just have never yeah. met you. You know, it's just one thing know. it's one thing I would have loved to express in words for them is it's not just a matter of, you know, I'm here and you're there. It's a yeah. it's everything in between, you know, it's communication barriers, it's in yes. at these prime ages, you miss yeah. out on a lot of things. Oh my um, word, absolutely. I think that that's the biggest thing for me to deal with. It's missing out on stuff. Oh, it's not just like I'm sitting getting my car and sitting driving and 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 seeing stuff. It's just mm -hmm. like I'm in other countries. It's not possible. Yeah. So I've missed out on so many things, which is I think that's the hardest thing for me to deal with is missing out on stuff. Yeah. And every time I, I we do like a video call or a video chat, every time I see you guys' faces a bit different. I can see how your faces changes. exciting to think that you know i'll have someone to go visit overseas yeah. now it is yeah. exciting in yeah. that regard but you know you see people with their families and you think you think you know you'd rather you'd rather just go somewhere and live in a hostel instead of having someone to count on in another country yeah um, it's true right? it's yeah. true yeah, even, i've even seen people with their families close by they don't even see each other they don't go and visit each other, they don't see each other, and they stay in like the same town, same, same, same city, and they don't they see each other for months and don't go and visit each other. And and that's sad. It's really sad. And then my kids also far away, I just wish I can see them at least once a week. And and um and it's not possible for me. Yeah, and it's obviously with these recent changes in the world as well you know it's even harder now um definitely makes me wish every time i had a spare thousand or two thousand dollars i would have used it and gone back one more time but it's expensive it's very expensive yeah it's like you have to really save up for that it's not just like buying why put some gas in your car and there you go. It's, it's very expensive. And you go with go for a long time to make it worth it. Don't just go for, for one year. You go with go for at least a month to make it worth the while. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's that's also one part that it, that you can't explain to people. You say, yeah, look, I could go if I wanted to, but are you going to pay for the airline tickets and the accommodation and and my time off work? Like it, it is. Yeah, that's the thing people don't take into account is 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 your lodging and 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 the food and it, it's better it's better for people to come to South Africa with mm. the dollar and the, the, the South African rand than South Africa going to Australia because yeah for one for one hundred dollars one thousand rand is one hundred dollars more than Australia mm. and for you guys it's it's like a thousand rand in our it's just it's just the, the, the currency is just much you guys are in the in the beta in that sense. Yeah. Just, yeah. just more more advantage for you guys to come here and pay everything because it's much cheaper for you than for us going that side. So expensive. As a closing note as well, um, you know, just thank you for, for taking the time to to have yes. a conversation with me. Once, so nice. For once, it's a recorded conversation. All the other ones are just uh, how you're going along the way throughout the day. Yeah. This time around, I, I, I'm quite, I'm quite happy to. It's quite a, quite a meaningful interview for me. This one, I've had, I've had some good guests on you. I will admit, one of your, one of your clients as well, Pablo Andres Vera. Um, we had him on, and um, I saw as well. I even saw he, he gave a. You have a testimony on your website as well about your business, and he was, he was also very impressed by it. Um, and we've had we've had some people in the medical field on here before, um, and they it still astonishes me. I don't know anything about medicine or, or yeah. health. It, it's not so much. It, it it's never been a passion of mine, and because it's never been a passion, I've never indulged in it. So now I don't know anything yeah, about yeah. Um, yeah. that. And I don't like needles. Yeah. <laughs> so I also didn't. But I you, you get used to it and I'm, I still pause. Sometimes I still pause before because sometimes I have to do like 22 injections mm. on one person. Yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of holding person, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have to I literally pause before each injection still. It's still yes. creepy. It's it's not nice always. It's it's still like it freaks me out still, but um you get used remember when I used to inoculate our puppies? Yes, I remember I that. Myself. And I think that's why I started using needles. But oh, that's a thick needle and it's a different needle. To do it on humans, it's totally different. Yes. And especially if I have to do like inject people into their chin areas, it's it's in their faces. It's 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 really not nice. I, that's the part I hate the most is to do injections in the face. But um, usually when I do that, I start out with that first and just get it out of work. It's not, it's not a nice area to work. Yeah. But yeah. So it's still a mind thing for me. And I've been doing this for up to almost two and a half, three years now. So I'm still, sometimes I'm still forced and I still have to get my mind around the injections. Well, even even Dr. Dr. Marta Cohen, who's a qualified pediatric pathologist, yeah. she, um, she can't deal with patients face to face because it's too personal for her. You know, she doesn't. She did say at one stage the doctor who was um, who she, she was shadowing gave someone an injection and they started screaming and then she fainted. So you know, like 
it, it's, it, you yeah, can be. I often thought freak out though, because people are scared of injections and they were going, ah, and then it does, you know, <laughs> you freak out. You know, and you really big, big, grown people scared like babies. Yeah. Really, they're often, listen, we don't have to do this. No, they want to. They do. Yeah. You know, and then they just pull through. That bombshell. I have to close off. Thank you again, Mom. It's a pleasure, darling. Always nice chatting to you. Love it.